Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back into Rams Showcase. Tonight, free agency is about here. Get ready for the madness. Plus, after an incredible 2021 season, let's take a peek at those Rams record books and later digging into some fan quesos. Next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back into Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio and the Fan Side of Network. I am your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bex. I'm laying down the law. We got a bunch of cool stuff to get into. We are in that, like, we're in a weird gap right now, just before free agency, where a lot of things are speculative right now. And we're, we're kind of getting into the, to the good stuff. We will definitely be hitting the good stuff this week as the new league year does begin this following week so hopping into a bunch of good stuff uh unfortunately we do have a lot of rumors to discuss uh or i guess just some some tidbits that we don't actually have official word on or anything like that but hey it's all right around the corner do appreciate you guys with your patience on uh, on this episode coming out on sunday i know that my schedule's been a little bit more sporadic but uh i do appreciate the patience guys you guys are awesome and uh, it actually yesterday, which was Saturday, the, uh, the, the 12th, uh, we had the, the parade out here in Colorado Springs and I was on it. So I, I was not able to sit here and record. And then I had to work last night at the, at the station. So, so we're good now though. And we're ready to talk about some, some LA Rams football, which is what we're all here for. So, you know, I want to, I want to start with this one, and, and I don't have a lot of information on this, but I did want to want to toss it out there that this is something that we could be hearing about potentially for a little bit, and as long as this person is a member of the Los Angeles Rams, it is something that I will continue to follow. But Odell Beckham Jr., if he does end up, you know, moving on to a different team, then this story will kind of fizzle out as far as Rams showcase coverage goes, but. It's uh, it, there's just some interesting stuff going on with LSU right now, and he is being named actually in in an investigation that's taking place at LSU because he was reportedly handing out some Benjamins 
at the LSU's national championship game to players. And reports say that he passed out about $2,000. And I don't actually understand the the depth of this potential story and, and what it could possibly mean because with all the NIL stuff that's in, in place now, I mean, it's just kind of... It's hard to understand, like, the timing of everything and what exactly, like, what exact rules did OBJ break if he's just passing out money? It's not necessarily for sponsorships, anything like that, is as far as my knowledge goes. It is a pretty limited amount of information that we have available to us on this topic simply because it's, it, I mean, that's really all we've, we've heard is that OBJ's being named in an investigation. He was reportedly handed down about $2,000 at the national championship game uh, after LSU won with, with Joe Burrow. So it's just something to kind of keep an eye on. And yeah, we'll kind of keep our eyeballs on that one. I, I'm sorry. I was just reading a tweet there from Johnny Hecker it says some things you just can't make up. I don't know about you guys. If you guys have been following uh, the, like a bunch of Rams players on social media, I have no idea what's about to happen, all right? It sounds like some things might be going down, but it's so hard. So anytime I see something pop up, it's like, what is going on now? Von Miller seems so back and forth. He's super Katy perry us right now, just hot and cold, yes and no and stuff. But uh, we're getting there, and, and we will have answers sooner rather than later, which is good news as we approach the new league year. So let's talk about free agency a little bit here, and... There's a couple names here that I, I, I mean, we just, we're, we're still looking for answers. We are still looking for answers. We'll start, though, with Troy Reader. Troy Reader is a restricted free agent, and the Rams, uh, according to reports, are not expected to place a tender on linebacker Troy Reader, so it does look like he will test free agency. The overwhelming reaction uh, that I've seen on the internet about this is, fine you know it's it's uh go ahead man go good luck out there Troy that's kind of the vibe that I'm picking up from everybody but also the the way that Traven Howard and Ernest Jones came in on the 2021 season and and that combination really seems to be a winning combination so Troy Reader did become a lot more expendable outside of certain aspects of his play that maybe not everybody is super thrilled about but outside of that he did just become a little bit more expendable when you have two guys that you feel very confident can start in those roles. So that's something to keep your eyes on, I guess, as far as uh, uh, some of the free agent names that we have is is who would be playing in that spot if this person were to leave. And if Troy Reader leaves and we have Traven Howard and Ernest, Ernest Jones, I don't think anybody's upset about that. But then you look at other positions such as uh, cornerback. If Darius Williams doesn't return, who plays in that role? You know what I mean? So, I mean, right now on the roster would be like a Dante Dion, maybe, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to just think of the depth that we have there. It's just not not very, it's not that deep right now in that spot. David Long, I mean, could could potentially do it, but I don't know. It's uh, that That's a different situation. But Troy Reader, I, I think that we've got his, his replacements on board already. Rams fans have been pretty heavy on linebacker Bobby Wagner, keeping it with the linebackers here. Uh, no official sourcing on this. Uh, there's nobody saying that, yes, the Rams are, you know, reaching out, anything like that. It does appear that all three NFC West teams outside of the Seattle Seahawks are interested in bringing in Bobby Wagner. But, of course, why wouldn't you be? I mean, the, the guy's an incredible talent, and I think that most teams would be. I mean, the second that Bobby Wagner was released, I think most NFL GMs turned their heads a little bit. It was like, wait a second. So... 
that one wouldn't surprise me. Uh, and also, we know that the Rams do whatever the heck that they want to do. The salary cap is a myth, and Les Snead proves that year in and year out. The Cowboys, though, have officially been in contact with Bobby Wagner's you know, agent over on that side. So that's a potential landing spot for him there. Bobby Wagner and, and uh, Micah Parsons would be a, a pretty mean duo, but I mean, it's the Dallas Cowboys who are in a weird situation with, uh, with their offense. So I'm not sure how much that would necessarily help them. Although that is a pretty weak division. No word yet on left tackle Andrew Whitworth, but there are some videos of him out there working out. So I, I don't know if he knows yet. And that's kind of where we're at with Andrew Whitworth is, is does he know if he wants to return? And if, if he's still undecided, I mean, what, at what point is the team, I, I don't think that the team would say, you're taking too long. We're going to move on whether you're coming back or not. I don't think that that would be the case. It just doesn't feel like a very LA Rams thing to do, but it's something that we're, we're watching because if he does not return, then we have to kind of look at who is going to fill that void. My guess right now would be that it's going to be Noteboom, that Noteboom is going to be the starting left tackle if Andrew Whitworth does not return. That's kind of yet to be seen. Like I said, he is working out, but there's also there's a lot of things floating around that, he, that he'll retire. And, I mean, story alone, you win the Super Bowl for your new team in your home stadium, and you beat the former your former team, the team that drafted you, I, I don't know how much better you can get as far as a story goes, but I just think he loves the game. He loves football. He loves playing. He loves his team, and he's one heck of a leader. So I think that he wants to come back, but he's kind of feeling himself out a little bit after an extremely long season. We know what these Super Bowl seasons are. I mean, they're very, very long, very difficult, and I think that he might just be feeling it out right now, saying, like, can I do this again? Like, if we were to go all the way to the Super Bowl, can I do that again, especially with that extra... Uh, game that was added to the regular season and Andrew Whitworth I mean he's 41 which is basically 96 in football years you know what I mean like that's he's an old man in football years for sure but he's still awesome and one quick sidebar on Andrew Whitworth him looking back at Hendrickson like in the mic'd up after he blasted him two times on one play that's one of my favorite things ever of, of in Rams history that is one of my favorite moments him just looking back at him just oh I love that that's good stuff let's see here uh, Rams are being connected to different free agent cornerbacks. It, it does sound like there's there's reports coming out that the Rams are interested in exploring the the free agent market as far as cornerbacks go. So that leads me to believe that that Darius Williams will not be returning. He played on that tender last year that he was an RFA, and we slapped a first round tender on him. So I didn't think that anybody was going to go after him. That was the case. Nobody tried to offer him. Uh, nobody wanted to give up a first round pick for Darius Williams. Makes sense. And then he came in this year, had zero interceptions, just just had a, a, a down year. And I don't know if that is just a down year or if he just played really, really well in 2020. And then 2021, he just showed us who he is. Like, I, I don't know which is the real Darius. You know what I mean? So is 2020 or 2021, which one of those is the real one? Because if it, we have to go based off the more recent one. And based on that more recent season, uh, we have to say that he's he's potentially maybe not as, as good as we thought he was. So I do expect the Rams to move on from Darius. And, you know, it's unfortunate. I, I really liked him going into the last offseason. I was excited to have him back. And I thought that that Ramsey and Williams combo was going to be sick. And it just kind of, it didn't really turn out that way. And we can try to blame Raheem Morris. I've done that plenty of times throughout the season. But I, I, I don't know. It, eventually, your yourself, you, your individual effort has to make up for whatever 
your whatever's happening as far as the calls go or the the softness of the defense at times anything like that eventually you have to just step up and say no I'm going to go ahead and make a play and that we just didn't really see that from Darius Linebacker Von Miller says that he will prioritize his conversation with the LA Rams, but if that does not work out, he says on the slim chance that that doesn't work out, then he will explore his other options. He has floated some stuff out there of potentially going back to the Broncos, saying, you know, that like, do you think do you think they would give me my old locker back and should I wear 40 or 58 in Denver, stuff like that, but Vaughn is messing with people. I mean, because then you hear one day he's saying run it back, and then the next day he's like, do you think Denver would give me my locker back? I think he's just having a, a good old time out here. Um, I, I do anticipate he signs back with the LA Rams. Uh, that might be wrong, but it is my my thinking, my, my process here. And the way that the Rams have done stuff, the way that Vaughn Miller is, it feels like he's going to come back to the Los Angeles Rams. So, of course, we'll keep our eyes open on that. And as soon as we have word on that, then you guys will know about it as well. Rams Showcase social media pages will definitely be keeping that information up to date for you guys. Uh, so, yeah, we're just kind of we're waiting on that one. Vaughn is uh, back and forth, like I said, on social media. It's It seems like he's just kind of playing with everybody, um, but also now... The, the Chargers have been named in that as well, but the Chargers also just made that move for Khalil Mack, so I don't expect them to still be in the running for Vaughn Miller because a combination of Bosa, Mack, and Miller just doesn't really make a lot of sense. So, I mean, they've got their pass rushers in order now, and Staley, he's worked with Mack in the past, all that, so I, I, it kind of works out that way, but Vaughn Miller, I don't anticipate being... I mean, Staley did work with Miller as well in Denver, but... I don't anticipate that being a thing. And then also, just wanted to mention this one as well, because I, I've seen this one bouncing around on, on Rams Rams Twitter, on, on in different Facebook groups, on you know, as far as the Rams groups are concerned. I don't anticipate a second stint, a second Rams stint from Roger Saffold or Corey Littleton, both who were recently cut due to cap situations for their teams. I, I, I don't buy it. I, I'm not buying that they're coming back. I don't think that the Rams really need Roger Saffold right now. The interior is technically like the, the the soft part of the Rams offensive line, but I stand by it. I don't think that this Rams offensive line is nearly as bad as, as some others do think. So I, I, I'm going to go ahead and keep with that thought process. I did it all last offseason, and everybody kept calling me crazy. Well, there was a couple people that called me crazy, and 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 then the Rams come out and they're they're playing fine. So I I don't know I don't know what you guys want from me, but this Rams offensive line is I think better than it gets credit for. But I don't anticipate Roger Saffold coming back. And then Corey Littleton, I mean he played awesome when he was with the Rams, especially on special teams. And I was so pumped about it. I was so pumped for him to eventually become a starter. And then it just kind of. I don't know. He he went to to the Raiders after he kind of was in a position to get paid and just wasn't really the same player. You know, uh, Corey Littleton, was he? No, no, that was Ray Ray Armstrong when uh, the Rams and, uh, and Raiders played and, and he tackled his own player. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. All right. We're going to take one quick break here. On the other side, we are going to update a couple of the, the Rams records. We're taking a peek at the Rams record books and seeing seeing where some uh, some current Rams, some potential future Hall of Famers, where they're currently lining up. Don't move. Ram Showcase here on Sports War Radio Fan-Sided Network. Let's take a look at some L.A. Rams records. And, you know, this this season was pretty incredible for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, obviously. I mean, it's one of two Super Bowl seasons for the Rams. So, 
I'm not blowing any minds there. So the record books, though, for the Rams, I mean, we can look at the the season specifically, and I, and I think I do want to do that as far as uh, we'll we'll kind of do that as we as we creep in uh, further into the off season. But right now, I mean, I'm kind of looking at the careers of these guys and where they're sitting right now, and as far as Rams history goes, because Matthew Stafford, I mean, he's Obviously, he played so long for the, the Detroit Lions, so he's only been here for one season, but it was arguably the best quarterbacking season the L.A. Rams have ever seen. And, uh, you know, Kurt Warner's up there as, as well as far as Rams seasons, and even Jared Goff's 2018 was in an unbelievable season. But Matthew Stafford comes in, and he just, I mean, he crushed it. I don't think that even Rams fans truly understand what we just watched, and I know that Rams fans are, are uh, the the pickiness is, is a lot higher. We're a lot more spoiled now than we were not very long ago when this team was not very good. But now we have a very strong culture. It's a winning culture. And we have some amazing players right now. Some players who we will remember forever. I mean, Matthew Stafford officially now is one of two Super Bowl winning quarterbacks for the Rams in team history. He solidified his place. And... We also have some other players that, uh, like, we will say, like, I'm going to be sitting, I'm 30 years old right now, I'm going to be sitting at 60, maybe, is that enough time to have grandkids? I don't know. (laughs) I'm going to be sitting there and be like, I remember watching Cooper Cup play. Yeah, uh, you know, (laughs) because that's how I'll talk. But let's take a look at these these Rams records and and where these guys are sitting right now. These are Rams-specific records, but we'll take a look at Matthew Stafford's career uh, briefly. But let's take a look at it. For passing yards, Matthew Stafford, these are regular season numbers, by the way. Uh, 4,866, that is already 14th most passing yards in a career in Rams history. A double of that in exact same season, that would put Matthew Stafford top 10 in Rams history all time. With that, uh, that would put him at what? I'm not going to do that math in my head. It's not possible. Uh, But it would be number nine all time. And in NFL history, he is 12th all time, third among active players as far as passing yards go. Touchdown passes, 41 for Stafford last season, and that is 12th in Rams history all time. An exact double would also put him, that would be 82. I can do that math. That would put him at eighth most in, um, in Rams history all time which has seen some incredible players. And in the NFL, he is 12th all-time as far as touchdown passes go as well, third among active players. He would need 43 touchdown passes to reach the top 10 all-time, although I do believe number 10 is Rodgers. So if Rodgers kept on moving up like he probably will, then Matthew Stafford would still just be sitting right behind him. Wide receiver Cooper Cup with 433 career receptions. That is now fifth all-time in Rams history. Receiving yards, 5,560. That is sixth all time in team history and his 40 touchdown receptions is seventh most in Rams history all time and he is such a new player still and I mean based on his most recent season where he absolutely unloaded and if you look at regular season plus postseason it's probably the best wide receiver season any of all time ever. Nobody's done what he just did and uh, we talked about it before that the triple crown The Offensive Player of the Year, Super Bowl MVP, that's only been done by one other wide receiver ever, and that was Jerry Rice, and it was not done in a single season. 
Cooper Cup's 2021 season is one that we will absolutely be talking about forever. We will always look back at this season as one of the greatest wide receiver seasons of all time, if not the greatest wide receiver season of all time. So Cooper Cup, he just keeps on crawling up these lists. I think the last time I did this, he was like eighth and ninth in, in some of these categories. He's already creeping up that. Of course, the Rams have seen some incredible wide receivers in their time. Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, Henry Ellard, you know, the, like the list can go on. But Cooper Cup is absolutely on that list, and he is potentially going to be known as the greatest Rams wide receiver of all time. I wouldn't put him there yet, although I would say he had the best season of all time. I don't know if I would put him right there just yet, but he is like knocking on the door. You know what I mean? They're like Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt. They're they're looking out the people at uh, at at Cooper Cup, and they they're probably unlocking that chain. You know what I mean? He's he's right in there as far as as uh, Rams wide receivers go all time. Robert Woods, who missed a good chunk of the season with a torn ACL. Uh, it looks like, I mean, I don't know the timeline on when he's back. It's only March right now, so we we, we don't know when he's going to return. He could be ready week one. He could not be. We're kind of keeping our eyes on that one. But receptions all time, uh, or for the Rams, excuse me, 367. That is eighth most in Rams history. Receiving yards, 4,626, that is 10th most in Rams history, and his 23 receiving touchdowns is 14th. So, Cooper Cup has absolutely passed him, uh, and I mean, I don't think that's a, necessarily a surprise to anybody, especially with the injury to Woods this year, and then Cup's just unbelievable explosion of madness that we've seen this last season. Tight end Tyler Higby, who I would absolutely have an argument with somebody, is the best Rams wide receiver, or uh, excuse me, the best Rams tight end ever. Historically speaking, the Rams have not been known for having killer tight ends. There's no, there's no Tony Gonzalez, no Kellen Winslow, no Rob Gronkowski, any of those names. There, that that doesn't exist in the Rams' history. But I would say that Tyler Higby has solidified himself as the best Rams tight end of all time. His 234 receptions is 14th most in team history. That includes wide receivers. His 2,487 receiving yards is 19th most in Rams history, and his 17 touchdowns is tied for 17th most in Rams history. So, I I mean, it feels like his stats should be higher year in and year out. I want to say that he hasn't even had... It's like a 600 is about like his his max right now, but I think that he's better than that. I think that he's he's capable of doing a lot more. But you have to consider that he's existed on a team on a roster that has absolute monsters as far as outside weapons go. And I mean, just right now, looking at today, which I mean is the the 13th of March. So yes, OBJ is a, is in fact a Ram right now, but. If you look at just who's here today, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., Van Jefferson, I mean, how is Tyler Higby supposed to be a focal point of that offense when those are the guys on the outside? And then Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup's connection is just unreal. But I absolutely put Tyler Higby into that conversation. Feel free to let me know if you think I'm wrong or if you have another name that you would argue is the best Rams tight end of all time. And then a quick one here, Aaron Donald, who... I mean, uh, he's already on the Rams, the the Rams Mount Rushmore. He is, this is a player, like, we are watching history every time we watch Aaron Donald take the field. And I, I keep saying that because I'm trying to get it understood if, if, if anybody's not understanding. I don't know why you would, but the what we are watching with Aaron Donald in his career is something that will be discussed forever for the, the rest of time in the NFL 
Aaron Donald's going to be in the conversation when it comes to most impactful, most dominant, most insane defensive players. Aaron Donald's in that conversation. He's 30 years old. He'll be 31. I think it's in May is his birthday. But uh, he'll he's I mean he's creeping up to to 31. But that's still young. Uh, I mean he's doing fine. You know what I mean? Like and. In his career and what he's been able to accomplish, I mean, first-team All-Pro every single year. He's been to countless Pro Bowls. He's already the Rams' leader in sacks. He is first in sacks, and he did that in a, uh, 98 sacks in 127 games. Behind him, Leonard Little, 87 and a half sacks. He did that in 147 games, so 20 more games for Little. But what is that? 11 and a half less sacks, or 10 and a half less sacks. So... I mean, he's unbelievable. 40th all-time in sacks right now. Uh, Von Miller is 22nd for some reference there, but Von Miller's also played a lot longer. But 40th all-time in the entire NFL, in, in NFL history, fourth all-time, or 40th all-time. But also, I mean, you got to keep in mind, like Deacon Jones, his stuff's not really counted, all that stuff. There's some older ones. But really my whole point here with Aaron Donald is we are absolutely watching history. We are watching something that is going to be discussed forever. Again, I'll reference like when I'm 60, 70 years old, it, it, and you guys as well, everybody watching is going to be able to say, like, I remember watching Aaron Donald. I remember the dominance. I remember him getting to Joe Burrow in, in Super Bowl 56 and closing out the game. And if he wasn't there, who knows if we win because Jamar Chase was wide open. Jalen Ramsey fell down on the play right as soon as Donald got there. Who else gets to Joe Burrow that fast in the NFL today? Is there another player in the NFL today that could have gotten to Joe Burrow that fast and stopped that play from happening? Is, you know, uh, the, the NFC Championship game, to even get to the Super Bowl, I we can all say, like, we, we watched Aaron Donald just attack Jimmy Garoppolo and force a terrible pass. Traven Howard gets the pick, and we're off to the Super Bowl. We're going bowling, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's It's... It's hard for me to put into words because I, I don't know if, I, A, I don't know if anybody truly doesn't understand what we're watching with Aaron Donald, but I just want to make it very clear that this is this is something that we will never forget. This is this Rams team in general right now is something that we will never forget. This, this team is good right now. This is awesome. And especially coming from what we did, and I know not everybody was a fan during the St. Louis years, and I'm not here to, to gatekeep fandom at all. I think that everybody's welcome here. I don't care if you know any of the players or if you know every single backup's middle name and their wife and all. I don't care about any of that stuff. If you're a Rams fan, you're a Rams fan. But either way, no matter what level of fan you are, I think that we just got to take a take a second to appreciate what we are seeing right now because it is absolutely unbelievable. And when you got guys like Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup on this team, Matthew Stafford, who's solidifying himself in NFL history right now. He'll probably end as a top 10 quarterback of all time as far as stats go. And we got to just soak it in a little bit and just sit here and enjoy this because we remember what it was like in 2009 to win one game. And that was over the Detroit Lions who picked second in the draft after us. They won two games that year and we barely won. Steven Jackson just kind of took that game over. Like we remember that kind of stuff. Most of us do at least. And I don't know. It's just uh, I'm soaking this in as much as I can because this isn't going to last forever. The Rams will be bad again eventually. <laughs> and so just got to enjoy it while we've got it. Enjoy it while we've got it. All right, we'll do the rest of the West real fast. And 
and then we'll head into our fan quesos. Then then we'll be we'll be out of here, guys. Uh, we are we are in that time of year where it is a little bit slim, but we still have plenty of stuff to get into, which is really fun. Rest of the West, what those other three dweebs are up to? Let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks. This is the biggest news here. Trading quarterback Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. In return, they get a couple of ones. They get Shelby Harris, which is an awesome, awesome pick, uh, pick up for them. And uh, Noah Fant, who I've been vocal, I think is a very good player. I thought it was weird that the Seahawks wanted to get a tight end. I think that they have good tight ends. And then, of course, Drew Locke, who we can say is not a good quarterback. But do we actually know that yet? Is he actually a bad quarterback? I don't think we actually know that. Um, He's been in a situation in Denver where he was playing under Vic Fangio, a defensive coach. So I'm kind of curious. I mean, I know Pete Carroll's a defensive coach as well, but obviously a better coach than Vic Fangio. So we'll kind of see what happens, I guess. I mean, he'll have Shane Waldron out there, uh, who Rams fans uh, might be familiar with. But speaking of Russell Wilson, though, in Denver, this is actually one that I did nail. I got this prediction correct, which is fun. Uh, That's, I mean, Joe Stradamus strikes again. But, I mean, Denver is the perfect fit for him. I've thought that. For a while, I tried to find the clip. I was going to play it for you guys. I, I'm going to have to comb through some NFC West roundtables in order to find that clip. But uh, so we'll do it eventually. But uh, or maybe on there actually. So we'll 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 see. But he fits in perfect to Denver. His personality is going to fit and slide into Denver so well. And being out here in Colorado, I think that I have a pretty good pulse of of Bronco fans and and their emotions and how they react to things. He is immediately going to be accepted and loved by this entire fan base for the Denver Broncos. And it's the perfect spot for him. He's going to feel 100% accepted. And it's not that he wasn't in Seattle, but this fan base is, uh, they've been craving this again ever since Peyton Manning left. They've been craving that veteran future Hall of Fame quarterback to come in and, and bring them back to what they were. And Honestly, I think that the Denver Broncos got a lot better. And we can sit here and say, Seattle won the trade or Denver won the trade or whatever. But I think that's the most ignorant stuff to say day of trade. That is, can we let these guys play first? Because what if Russell Wilson goes in? And I'm not, I'm just going to shoot out some hypotheticals. You can sit here and say, oh, Seattle won won this trade. They won because they got the picks. They got this. They got that. Whatever. They gave it like Denver. All they got is Russell Wilson. All they got is a future Hall of Fame quarterback. That's... That's a ridiculous thing to say. You know what I mean? What okay, so hypothetical, what if what if the Broncos win the Super Bowl this year? All your tweets saying that the Seahawks won the won the trade are going to sound real dumb, aren't they? And I mean, say say you think Denver won the trade and then all of a sudden Russell Wilson just doesn't really fit into Denver. He's struggling. Jerry Judy still got the dropsies and, you know, Sutton's not doing it. They lost Fant who's a, who is a big deal. The offensive line doesn't doesn't get addressed. Uh, Williams, maybe he has that sophomore slump at running back, and then all of a sudden you look stupid also on the other end by saying that the Denver Broncos won the trade when they don't make the playoffs because they're also in an extremely tough division. So my only point there, my only point, is how about we let these guys play some football first for their new teams before we start claiming out who, who, who has won and who has lost a trade. You know what I mean? Let's go back to the Rams and at the time... Redskins trade that we'll talk about and when this is the RG3 trade so when that trade happened and and the the Redskins that was their name at the time don't 
don't hate me. When they traded all of that to the Los Angeles or to the St. Louis Rams at the time, uh, <laughs> it was a different world just a couple years ago. Jeez. <laughs> we all sat here and said, oh my gosh, the Rams won this trade. And then RG3 comes in, has an incredible rookie season. It's like, wait a second, maybe. But hold on, we got a lot of picks. We have some good players, whatever. None of those players did anything for the Rams. All the picks that the Rams got for that trade, none of them did anything. And then RG3 did nothing. So both teams lost. Like, there was no winner in that trade. Both teams failed miserably based on that trade. Nobody that the Rams picked with those picks stuck around, had a decent career, anything. And then RG3 obviously fell off as well. So nobody won that trade. So let's that's my little point. Wrapping it up for you guys. Nobody has won or lost yet. Because they have not touched the field yet. What if Drew Locke is an absolute monster in Seattle? I know that sounds ridiculous. But who knows? People get better, people get worse. You guys heard my first podcast? (laughs) Clear proof that I've gotten worse. Uh, Seahawks also being named now in the Deshaun Watson rumors. Based on this trade with uh, Russell Wilson. Getting sent out of town. Shipped off. And I don't think I'm buying this one. I really don't. I think that part of this with Russell Wilson moving on, I think a big part of that is the Seahawks accepting, okay, our division's extremely insane right now. We got the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. We have the San Francisco 49ers who just played an NFC championship game and the Arizona Cardinals who held on to first place for most of the year. And then you have the Seattle Seahawks, the last place Seattle Seahawks. I think that the Seahawks are in a position right now because getting those ones from Denver, they're picking ninth now. So who knows? I I think a Malik Willis actually makes a lot of sense there as well. Uh, That would be my pick if I were to mock it. But uh, that's kind of like they have different situations now that they can look at based on these these picks that they've uh, they've acquired. But it feels like they're not going to send those out to bring in Deshaun Watson. And hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But it feels like they're going to kind of gather it up and then set this team up for the next era, which is post-Pete. Post-Pete Carroll. I think that that's what they're setting up for right now. I think they're going to they're gonna kind of hoard some stuff, be a bad team this year, probably a last-place NFC West team again. They're going to be the worst team in the NFC West. It, I mean, it just kind of feels that way unless something crazy happens with Kyler. We'll talk about that in a second. But there, it seems like they're going to kind of hoard it up and then move out Pete and then build it back up. That's kind of the vibes that I'm getting from the Seattle Seahawks. Feel free to let me know if you think I'm wrong there. And then, of course, with uh, Bobby Wagner getting released as well, all, reports are saying that all three NFC West teams are interested in Wagner. He's a future Hall of Fame linebacker. I mean, guy's incredible. I, I think that the Rams linebackers are awesome, but 100% it gets better with Bobby Wagner. So I wouldn't hate this at all. And the Rams have proven time and time again that the salary cap is a myth. It is not a real thing that you have to worry about. So it's absolutely possible that the Rams can bring him in and, and, and figure something out. Probably eat it eventually, but today is not that day. So let's go Rams. Arizona Cardinals. There is just something in my bones that is telling me that Kyler Murray is not going to be the Arizona Cardinals quarterback in week one when we kick off this next season in September. I just, is there something about it? Something just doesn't feel right there. Something feel like, and I know that the, the with the extensions that came out with Kime and in Kingsbury, now it kind of feels like it well, and then Kyler started adding back his Cardinals stuff to his his social media. Russ pulled his down, then got traded. 
Kyler Pearl pulls his down, his GM and head coach get extended, but not him, and then he starts putting stuff back up. So I think Kyler Murray, A, and his agent are so disconnected with what is actually going on in the NFL. And I, I, if I'm not mistaken, this agent is also the person who represented Johnny Manziel, who did a terrible job representing Johnny Manziel and didn't rein him in. If he would have had like a Mulligetta or a Todd France, something like that, something to get him more in line, um, like kind of rein him in a little bit and say, look, this, you are now a business. You now are a brand. Figure this out because going out and partying, wearing blonde wigs to Vegas is not the is not the play. And then you have Kyler Murray's agent coming out and and putting out this extremely terrible disconnected statement that has like typos in it, words are misspelled, and it just I mean awful. If I was Kyler Murray, that agent would have been fired so hard. I mean, he did a bad job. He did a bad job. But Kyler Murray, there's something about Kyler in this this situation right now, in the quietness of it, that makes me think that he's going to be moved. And I don't know where necessarily. I think that the commanders, I think that they jumped the gun on pu- pulling the trigger on Wentz. I think that was a bad move for Washington, but it also is a is a very Washington move. So it makes sense. Like it's it's historically accurate <laughs> for the for the commanders to just blow it and just be like, ah, this guy. You know what I mean? When there's other guys that were on the market. And of course, I mean, we can say that they made that offer for Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson also had a no trade clause, and so he could choose where he wanted to go. And I'm sure after being offered however many ones it was, some reports said five, then I'm sure that they they brought that to Russell Wilson to say, hey, man, this is what they're offering us. And he's sitting there like, I'm not going to go play for the commanders. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? So I there's I mean, obviously, the Broncos are a a respected franchise in that regard. So Washington, though, screwed it up. I didn't I thought that they were going to go for uh, Kyler Murray because Murray does not have a no trade clause. So it wouldn't have been his decision necessarily. I mean, there's also respect levels that you got to consider that are not in writing anywhere of saying, like, we can't just ship somebody off to anywhere. I mean, I think the, the Cowboys just did that with Amari Cooper, shipping him off to the Browns when that's like quite literally where wide receivers go to die. So I think they kind of were just like, you know what? You don't want to play for us? Get out of here, man. Like, <laughs> so Kyler Murray, though, there's something in, in my bones that is telling me he is not going to be a quarterback of the Cardinals week one. Let me know where you guys think he plays. If not, or, or that answer can be Arizona. But let me know where you guys think he plays. San Francisco 49ers. Reports say that the 49ers were offered a second-round pick for Jimmy, and there's no sourcing on this report, and the only time a report comes out is when somebody wanted it out because the NFL is powerful enough and smart enough, and anybody that's running any team or anything is smart enough to not leak certain information unless there's like a janitor overhearing something, but that's very rare. So... Who benefits from this news coming out? That would be the San Francisco 49ers. That's something you've got to consider anytime there's a story of rumors or reports say, whatever. Who benefits from that being out? And it's clearly the San Francisco 49ers here, right? And the 49ers are sitting here in a situation where they have Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance, who, I mean, it kind of feels like they're ready to go with Trey Lance, right? But who benefits from this story coming out? Clearly the 49ers. They're... I think that they did not get offered a second round pick because I think that that would be ridiculous. But if maybe the maybe the Colts would do that, but I would say that 
the 49ers leaked this information, which I would assume is false information. I don't actually know that, but I would assume so uh, just based on the timing of it. There's no sourcing. It just seems kind of in passing. Oh, we were offered a second. Sounds like the team is passing this out. So the other teams are like, wait a second. They got us. They were offered a second. Let's uh, let's try to make that a little sweeter. Let's go two twos or maybe let's go a one, you know, something like that. It kind of feels like San Francisco's just trying to drive up the trade price of Jimmy Garoppolo, which is, I mean, a smart move on there. And if it actually works out, but let's not pretend like if they don't move on from if they don't find a trade partner for Jimmy, that they won't eventually just cut him. So if you're looking to trade for Jimmy, you might as well just wait and sign him to your own contract and not give up anything for it. So kind of where I'm at with it. But We'll see how it goes. It just it just feels like they're trying to drive up the price because Jimmy's camp does not benefit from this at all. Uh, this information coming out that they were offered a two. It's only the 49ers that could benefit from this. That's why I would assume, I use that word very deliberately, I assume that it would be the team releasing this information simply to drive up the price for a potential trade when they know uh, he has got no true value because... The whole world knows they're ready to move on. You moved up for Trey Lance last year. You don't move up for a quarterback and then just stick with the guy you've had. It's just not the way it works in the NFL. So that is the rest of the West. And on the other side, we got fan quesos. Don't move. Welcome back in, Rams fans. Let's get into some fan quesos. This is posted. We post on the Rams Showcase Facebook page to accept fan quesos uh, and usually the YouTube channel as well. Did I, I? I may have missed the YouTube channel this this week. It's been an absolute bananas week uh, with working at the... I've, I've been doing the radio station six days a week and uh, the TV station five days a week. So Sundays are technically my only day off. There's a week coming up um, that I'll be working both days uh, over the weekend. So we'll kind of figure out how that's going to impact the, the Ram Showcase schedule for that specific week as we get a little bit closer. But um, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that when it comes time. We'll cross that bridge. When we reach it, uh, let's hop into our fan quesos here. This one's coming from Pete. I was pretty confident in our quarterback backups at the beginning of last year, but did not like what I saw from John Wolford. Do you think that this next season, Bryce Perkins will take over that position? I mean, I'm, I'll be honest. I think you're being too harsh on the Wolf. Awu. Um, he threw four passes. So to say you're dis yeah, I know he completed one of them, but to say you're disappointed in the Wolf, I think that. I think that's a little bit of a stretch simply because he didn't have enough time to like actually play. So, I mean, who knows if he would have gotten a start somewhere, if um, if, if he would have kind of popped a little bit more, anything like that. It sounds like the coaches really like him, but I also like Bryce Perkins myself. And I know for me personally, if, if Stafford were to go down and one of these two guys was our options, I, I would say I would probably feel a little bit more comfortable if it was Perkins. Just seems like he takes a little bit fewer risks than than the Wolf does, but I don't think the Wolf is a bad player, and I, I think that the coaches like him. So, but to, I mean, backup quarterback was largely irrelevant for the Rams this season, as our backups only threw four passes. So, I don't know. It's I, I don't think that my opinions changed at all throughout the course of the season, simply because none they, they weren't playing. It was all Stafford. You know what I mean? Let's see here. Why do the Rams keep Jonathan Cooley from testing the waters with other teams to advance his career? Are they planning something special for him down the road? You know what? That I mean, that's definitely possible. And I I don't know a lot about Cooley. I, all I know, I mean, 
when you get to like assistant position coaches, that's when it's like, I don't I, like, how am I supposed to know everything about this guy? You know what I mean? Cause there's a lot of coaches and players and stuff like that to keep track of. But I would say, I mean, that's a good sign for the Rams and his future here. If, if they're like, yeah, maybe, maybe just, maybe just hang out, but you know, just maybe, maybe stick around a little bit. That's a good sign. Uh, it sounds like in that case, it sounds like the Rams are at least high on him. And I mean, yeah, so potentially that could mean that uh, uh, that that he does stick around, or that there are some kind of plans for him in the future. Maybe he is that awesome of a coach that uh, he's a uh, assistant secondary coach, and I mean, yeah, maybe there's something there that that they're like, oh, we need to keep this guy around. He's gonna he's gonna keep growing. You know what I mean? Also, Pete, uh, let's see here, give me some recommendations here uh, for some food out in Los Angeles, which I definitely appreciate and. I didn't get a chance to do the whole thing last time I was there. It was, it was a short time, and we were pretty busy. So I, I didn't get to, like, go just exploring, anything like that. So I do want some restaurant suggestions for you guys. I realize how I look and how I'm built, but don't be don't be fooled here. I could throw it down, all right? <laughs> um, but, you see, it says uh, a ton of gourmet burger restaurants. love a good burg. Uh, I've had it in and out. I've, I've had it out here in Colorado Springs. Uh, we have two of them now. We also just got a Whataburger. I haven't been to that yet. So I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm on both sides now, I guess, historically speaking, I live in Colorado. Now we have both of them. So I don't know. It's like a 45 minute drive from me. So I'm not going to just make a day of it or whatever, but either way, uh, but I would suggest Tommy's burger. Okay. Okay. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Signature burger is a chili cheeseburger. Ooh, that sounds awesome. All right, so I'll have to try that one. Appreciate your suggestion there, Pete. And if you guys have any suggestions for restaurants out there, let me know because when when I'm out there again, I'm shooting for July. We'll see what happens with these two jobs now. I have no idea what's going to happen as far as uh, being able to get out and uh, do things this summer. But living the best life out here. But I, I also am huge into Italian so if you guys have an awesome Italian restaurant that you can suggest, definitely let me do that. This one coming from Josh. When are we signing Chandler Jones and Bobby Wagner? I know that they'd love to play for a bit less to crush their former teams and play for a guy like McVay. Question back to you. How do you know that? Because I don't. Um, I don't have that thought at all in my head. Um, let's keep in mind here that not every player... Not every coach, not every fan is the same. They, they don't all have the same mindset. We'll stick with players here because that's what we're talking about. Not every player cares about where they play, their playing time, who they're playing against, revenge, stuff like that. A lot of these guys just want the biggest check. Whether we like that as fans or not, sometimes that's the case. Sometimes people are just, who's going to pay me the most money? I'll go play for them, whatever. Not everybody has this in their head of like, oh, Seattle just cut me. Oh, where can I go play where I can beat them up and show them what they're missing? You know, not everybody has that in their heads. Chandler Jones, I don't know if that's him or not. I doubt it. Bobby Wagner, maybe a little bit more so than Chandler Jones. But I truly don't. I don't think that this is just like a like a a drop in stat or bit of information that you can say everybody wants revenge on their former teams anything like that it's it's just not the case I don't remember who it was I think I said this last week too I don't remember who it was being asked it said like who are like 
percentage-wise in the NFL. They were asking a former player this. They're like, who in the NFL is just, they live for this. They love the game of football. They are all in all the time. This is their lives. This is, they, they are locked in. Love this stuff. Percentage-wise, how many NFL players are like that? And they said, I don't know, maybe two or three percent of the NFL. Like, maybe that's it. For the Rams, I mean, we've got guys like, I would say Stafford's pretty close to, into that, but I would say more so Cup. I would say Aaron Donald's in there. But outside of that, maybe Robert Woods, I would throw him in, in, in there. Outside of that, I mean, these guys have other hobbies. They have other other things going on. Maybe they don't love... They don't just sit here and say, like, for the Rams specifically, like, oh, man, I'm a Ram. This is unbelievable. I'm a Los Angeles. Like, maybe that's not what they're like. Oh, the Rams drafted me. Or maybe they're like, hey, the Rams paid me a good a chunk of money. So that's why I'm here. Like, maybe that's it, man. But to say that uh, when are we signing them? I, I don't think either of these guys come to the Rams. I'll be honest. Um, more so, I would say Bobby Wagner would be in that conversation. But. I also, a uh, flip side of the offensive line thing that I keep saying, I don't think that the Rams are as weak at linebacker as most people think as well. I think that Traven Howard and Ernest Jones, I think that's a killer combo. If we can get Von Miller back, having him opposite of Leonard Floyd, and if not, then Justin Hollins, I like our starters there. I don't hate that at all. I think that's a Super Bowl starting linebacking core. Because, I mean, it literally was. <laughs> well, let's see here. This one coming from Alex. Do you think that the Rams will sign Bobby Wagner? I don't know. If um if it's something that will happen, like I said, I think that the Rams are good at linebacker. Bobby Wagner obviously makes you better at linebacker the second he walks into the building. There's a lot of things to consider when it comes to it. Um, I'm kind of waiting right now. I'm still in retention mode Um, as far as who are the Rams bringing back and then where are the gaps that we need to fill. That's kind of where my brain's still at. And I'm kind of keeping. I'm trying to keep my eyes on Twitter here as different things keep coming in. Um, we're getting news from like the Patriots and stuff, but I'm trying to keep my eyes open because if all the the sudden we hear Von Miller's not returning, that changes things. If we hear that he is returning, it changes things. If OBJ is not returning or he is, that changes things. So that's kind of where my brain is still at is on the retention side of it. It's still at this time, but it, could could the Rams sign Bobby Wagner? Absolutely. Would they get better? Absolutely. Could they not? And could he just want to go somewhere that is willing to just give him a crap load of money? Something that maybe the Rams can't fit in? Yeah, that's all possible. This one coming from Michael. How do you feel about Cam Akers' performance this season? Because personally, I felt it wasn't very impressive. Um, Is this a joke question? That's not... I'm not trying to attack you, Michael. I'm like, I'm actually confused by your question you know he was hurt right like he didn't play preseason like he got hurt in training camp and he didn't play preseason and then he didn't play a game until what was it week 18 so I, I he was the second leading rusher throughout the playoffs uh only behind Joe Mixon I I think I might be getting trolled just a touch there, uh, at least uh, a little bit. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand the question, I guess, is why would you be not impressed by Cam Akers? He played in four games, like <laughs> five games, was it? Yeah. So I don't know, man. Um, no, I wasn't disappointed at all. I think in uh, all things considered, I think Cam Akers did incredible, uh, especially in the playoff run. I, I All things considered, torn Achilles... 
was said to not be able to return this, this last season, played in five games, played really well in five games. So no, man, I'm, uh, I'm not with you there. I think that Cam Akers is, did an amazing job, all things considered. I'm really excited to see him come back next year. Next two, these ones coming from John, and I, I'll have to check YouTube, actually. Um, I don't think I posted it. I don't think I did. So these might be the last two. Uh, can you provide a Nostradamus prediction? Jostradamus, John. It's Jostradamus. All right. Uh, on the expected value of Matthew Stafford's contract extension relative to the reported value of Aaron Rodgers' new contract, four years, $200 million. Yeah, so uh, sidebar on the Aaron Rodgers information. Uh, it's so funny to me that he's like, that is categorically false that I want $50 million a year. If that is categorically false, and that's the contract you get, then that wasn't categorically false, Aaron. All right? So, because if the team is sitting here saying, like, if if Rodgers is, is, is saying, I did not ask for $50 million a year, the Green Bay Packers aren't going to say, oh, yeah, well, whether you like it or not, you're getting $50 million a year, Aaron. Like, that's not going to be a thing. They're going to be like, oh, okay, well, in that case, let's drive that down, and let's... Let's get some other people in here. So if that is, in, in fact, the, the contract, because we don't actually know those numbers yet, if that is, in, in fact, the contract, I officially have zero trust in anything Aaron Rodgers says again because he's lied so many times that if he continues to do it, I mean, eventually we have to say, well, he's not telling the truth. Like, if he comes out and says something, oh, I did this or I did not do that, how, how are we supposed to believe that? He's lied so many times in just the last couple of years. He's become one of the biggest divas in the NFL, and he's also just, he's lying, he's hes playing with the media, he's playing with his own team a lot, so, I don't know, I, I'm, Aaron Rodgers is immensely talented, unbelievable, but I would be, if I were a Packers fan, I would be pretty over it right now, despite future Hall of Fame, uh, quarterback, all this stuff, it's, uh, I, I would have a hard time. With Aaron Rodgers, if I was a Packers fan. Got more news coming in. Broncos related, not us. Um, so, I don't know. Anyway, for Matthew Stafford's contract, I would say it's going to be a little bit closer to the 40 a year mark, not the 45 that's being reported, uh, or maybe like sitting in like the 41, 42 range. I would say if I had to just toss out a number here, as far as a contract goes, I was one million dollar off on the Aaron Rodgers or on the Aaron Donald contract. I said six years, one thirty six, I think, and then it was six years, one thirty five, or vice versa. I don't actually remember right now, but I was only one million dollar off on that. Um, so for this one here, I'm going to say a four year deal. Let me do math here. I'm not whoop, slamming things around. So I'm going to say. Okay, I'll put it this way. I'm going to go $165 million over four years. So that's 41.25. And for, for a, as far as like a guarantee goes, I would say also that um, he'd probably be up there as far as a guarantee. So if, if we're looking at the, the 165 mark, it'd probably be like 120. I think that the Rams are going to be willing to just kind of be like, all right, man, like, here you go, like, you're one of two Super Bowl winning quarterbacks in Rams history. Here's your paycheck, man. Like I, I really think that that would be the case. So that's kind of what I'll lock in right now. Four years, 165. Um, I think that that feels realistic. 
and uh, the the guarantees I think will be hefty. I think that they'll be solid. I think that that he, it'll be over one hundred million dollars that will guarantee to Matthew Stafford. And then I think that if we do that, I think that also kind of locks him in as far as like I don't anticipate this happening, but like there's also that case of like. He leaves Detroit, goes to the Rams, wins a Super Bowl year one, and then has that, like, I did it. You know what I mean? Like like the Jamarcus Russell, made it to the NFL, I did it. I got here. I got to the NFL. Here we are. And then just falls off. I don't anticipate that being a Matthew Stafford thing. He doesn't feel like that kind of player, but it's, I mean, that's obvious. It's always an option. Ryan Leaf, Jamarcus Russell, those guys had the talent, had all of the talent to be massively successful in the NFL. Mentality wasn't there, though. It's a big deal. Big, big deal. But I don't think Matthew Stafford would do that, but I would say that if we can give him like $120 million guaranteed, he's going to be like, all right, let's go get more. <laughs> let's go get some dubs. Last one here from John. If the Seahawks acquired Deshaun Watson, will the Seahawks be better, same, or worse than they have been with Russell Wilson? Ooh, solid question, man. Um, Difficult one to answer uh, because... With different systems coming into play, it's it's always so difficult to uh, to to guess or say like who would do better, who would do worse in any given situation. Uh, where you go matters. You know what I mean? Uh, if try to give an example, if um, if Trubisky goes to not Chicago, he's probably a better quarterback. If Patrick Mahomes does not go to Kansas City, probably not as good. If Josh Allen doesn't go to Buffalo, maybe he's not as good. That one I think I feel a little less strong about. I think Josh Allen's an extremely talented player. But if Sam Bradford doesn't go doesn't start his career with the Rams, probably a better career if he can stay healthy. It's always a question with him. But I mean, it that's that's really difficult. But I would say Russell Wilson who is a future Hall of Fame quarterback, I, that's tough to lose. But if you replace him with Deshaun Watson, who is an extremely talented player, and I will not comment on any of the legal stuff. That's not my place. It, none of my business. None of my, it's not my place to say anything. But uh, if if he goes in, and I'll, like when I'm talking about Deshaun Watson, I will keep it football-related. What he does on the football field, that's all I'll, I will discuss. Um, but... He's extremely talented, and I think that the energy that he would bring in as far as just a change, I think that that would be huge. I will say, I do not think he goes to Seattle. I just don't. I don't think that that's where he ends up. Honestly, there's a few places that do make a lot of sense. Um, One of them is the Indianapolis Colts. I think that absolutely makes sense. The Miami Dolphins say that they're out, but Colts, that feels so real to me. And also the Philadelphia Eagles. I think both of those teams, they feel like his destinations. And if I had to give my top two, those would be it. I think Seattle, based on the fact, like, because this information regarding Deshaun Watson, the recent information that released, is that was before, or Russell Wilson was traded and then that information came out. So it wasn't like the Seahawks knew that something was going to happen with Deshaun Watson where he could be made available sooner than potentially people thought. So that, I don't think, was a factor in moving Russell Wilson. It feels like the Seahawks are still going to be like, well, I mean, that's exciting. We're interested, but, I mean, we kind of just agreed amongst ourselves behind closed doors that maybe it's time to uh, to scale back just a little bit, kind of accumulate some, some, some 
some capital here, so some some resources, and then build it back up. So I don't think he goes to Seattle Seahawks, but would they be better, worse, or the same? I would say probably about the same. A fourth place NFC West team. Deshaun Watson's extremely talented, but so is Russell Wilson. So hard to hard to put anybody in a box there. That is our fan case. Those thank you guys so much for dropping those. Uh, we do post most weeks, I guess. <laughs> I did not post on the, the YouTube channel, so I'll be sure to do that this next week for sure. And then uh, we'll be posting on the, the Facebook page as well. Next week should be a normal schedule as far as Saturday goes. I am only working the, the night shift uh, on the radio station, so I should be available all day to, to sit and record and, and pump that bad boy out. But if there are any issues, any concerns that I run into, I will keep you posted on the Ram Showcase social media pages as well as the community tab on the Ram Showcase YouTube channel just to keep everybody in the loop and and knowing what's going on. But Ram Showcase is year-round. We will continue. We may or may not miss a couple of random weeks as we creep into the offseason just now with both jobs that I have, it, it is difficult to find the, the, the time to sit and uh, not only write, but also record and edit. So uh, live shows, I still am planning on trying to bring those back. We did hit some snags as far as that goes. But uh, Ram Showcase also turns six. You guys will be uh, getting some posts on social media for that one. We might do a live stream on Tuesday night for that uh, just to celebrate uh, the Ram Showcase six-year anniversary, which is really exciting stuff. And, yeah, it's on the 15th of, of March. Maybe I'll even play my, my former podcast. That might be a thing, actually. We'll, we'll go ahead and try to plan for that. Tuesday night. That should be fun. But, yeah, fun stuff. Fun stuff. All year round, right here, Ram Showcase, Sports War Radio, Fan Side of Network. That's ramblingfan.com. And uh, YouTube as well. So make sure... <coughs> <laughs> Make sure you guys subscribe and like this video. Share it around to the world. The rest of your Rams fan friends need to see this. Uh, yeah. So uh, make sure you guys follow Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check me out on RamblinFan.com. Embedded right on every page that involves the Rams. Good stuff. There, that is going to do it for me, though. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports World Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you have a great night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.